was a boy who had a band of brothers. There was a boy who had a band of brothers. He left to meet in council in the wilderness of Maine. He left to meet in council in the wilderness of Maine. And if you asked him who it was he lived for. And if you asked him who it was he lived for. He'd tell you of Camp Cobbacy so far, far away. He'd tell you of Camp Cobbacy so far, far away. Far away! Far away! Far away! He'd tell you of Camp Cobbacy so far, far away. He'd tell you of Camp Cobbacy so far. Good evening, Cobbacy families, and welcome to another Cobbacy Evening Fireside Podcast. The Braves and Warriors are in their beds. The sun has long ago gone down over the bunks, and it's time for you to find out what happened today. Each morning before the boys shuffle off to morning flags, blue sheets are put on each wooden breakfast table. They are the color of a main summer sky, and each boy and each counselor looks over those blue sheets to see what will happen today. We usually have blue sheets, but not during color war. So this is just the schedule of what happened today, day four of Color War 33. 7.45 Reveille, 8.15 teams to the flagpole, and at 8.20 we had a loop bike race. Just a bunch of staff on mountain bikes all the way around the bike path. And then at 8.30, silent breakfast. 8.50 there was a brains over brawn regarding the presidents of the USA. And then inspection. And then around seven, that's right, we're seven rounds in. Round seven was cross-country for group one, combined baseball throw for group two. Group three had soccer, group four had handball, group five had baseball, group six had basketball, group seven had around the bases, group eight had climbing, archery, and squash. And then at 11 o'clock, we had staff tennis. 11.15 was group five and six, awesome ball. 12 o'clock, a whole bunch of quizzes. And then at 12.30... A silent lunch. Two o'clock staff around the bases actually got moved to tomorrow for weather, not weather reasons, but um, scheduling reasons. And then at 2.30, the giant relay. I'm going to get into that in the second section of this podcast. But man, was that relay crazy. I'm just going to give you a teaser. The whole thing, there was 96 spots in the relay, and it was decided in under two seconds. Kind of like this whole color war 3:30 team time and then 4:30 staff cross country a couple more quizzes dinner and then another round eight and that was softball for group one group two had newcomb group three had archery climbing and darts group four had soccer group five had around the bases so did group six group seven had football and group eight everybody came to watch group eight under the lights soccer and just in case you were wondering, it was, I know I keep saying this, but it was another amazing Cobbacy day. 81 degrees, gorgeous sunshine, cornflower blue sky, or maybe I should say blue sheets blue sky. And it was just the best weather for sports. So much competition. The boys found it easier to stay hydrated because it was relatively cool. And there was always just that summer breeze constantly just around you. Such a great, great day four. And that is your Blue Sheet Report for today, day four of Color War 33, 2019.
is a magnificent and busy thing to run Camp Cobbacy for boys, and each day I make it out of the office and into the breeze and sunlight of Cobbacy itself and spend time with the boys. This is what I saw today. There's just a few anecdotes today. There's so much to look at. But I think what I would like to talk about is the round itself. You hear me talk about rounds. You know, we had round seven and round eight today. And there was all kinds of things from softball to climbing and darts, around the bases, football, soccer, all that stuff happens during a round. One of the things you can do if you're not one of the red team assigned to a round is you can make it from place to place and see lots of it at the same time. Today I found myself positioned between group three soccer and group four team handball. And I think what struck me was the absolute striving that was happening with only a coach and maybe another couple of boys on the sidelines watching. Sometimes a big crowd will gather if the schedule allows it, but most of the time it is just kids playing as if 200 people are watching when no one is watching except each other. And then maybe a radio call goes out, like you got to come down to group five basketball, it's crazy, and then people will gather. But even then it's only 20 or 30. But you wouldn't know it by the looks on the boys' faces, by the intensity and urgency in the coach's instructions, and by the fervor with which the contest is played. Group 3 soccer today, even though it was lopsided in favor of blue, was a, a clinic in trying hard. It was a clinic in not giving up by gray. And then over on Team Handball, you have boys who half of them have never played handball or only played it once before, throwing themselves, literally, physically throwing themselves into the game itself and also at each other, not in a bad way, and you know, whipping this ball at the net. Goldie's getting in the way because this matters. Because this Group 5 Team Handball game matters. And that's pretty remarkable. Shifting scenes then to the evening round, I went down to archery and saw after a long day, I got to see some real poetry in motion. I'm not necessarily talking about the shots themselves, but rather the way in which the counselors were interacting with the boys. Whenever I can these days, when I go visit a group of people doing anything, I try to match my height with how the boys are sitting. And these were, you know, 12 year olds and 11 year olds and, and, um, and 10 year olds and they sort of slump when they sit so I slumped too got down with their shoulders and their head level and was looking up and the adventure crew is especially good this year they're always good but this year it's really good you got Ruan who's six seven you have big C who is uh, or little C sorry his nickname is little C because he's so big he's probably six four but just you know a big burly dude you've got Michael Landon who's uh sort of a he looks like a um, like a really put together. Imagine someone from No Brother Where Art Thou, uh, except with English manners and composure. And you have Michael Landon, and I mean that in like the most complimentary way. He just has this timeless look about him, and he's wearing a Kippewa bucket hat tonight. And these guys are shooting archery, and the rule about the crowd during you know archery shooting is that you can't make noise that would upset the archers so it's all happening in whispers the respectful silence and somebody will nail a bullseye all the boys will look at each other and make the set the physical gestures for the word oh except they won't make any sound they'll go oh, and look at each other like that's so amazing 
And the intensity is there again that I was just talking about, except it's at archery and it's, you know, 745 or something. But it was the way in which the boys and the, and the, and the adults interacted with each other that I found so remarkable in that there's a gentleness to the adventure staff. And this is competition. You know, there's a formality to it. Landon is calling up rounds of archers. Great team, send your first three archers, that, that sort of thing. But the coaches are very gently touching an elbow here, uh, moving an extended arm here so that it all lines up properly. Every so often, an arrow will go skittering across the ground or ricochet off a target, sail away. Um, not off, but you know, they'll glance off a target and go downrange. And no one's like, wow, how could you do that? Or, dude, that sucks. Why did you do, you know, uh, none of that vibe at all. Imagine like a respectful lawn bowling vibe, but then mix in a bunch of boys, make them all slouching, and then make the whole thing really tender. And you have our archery competition. I don't mean tender in a non-competitive way. I mean in a nurturing, uh, let's see how good you can do if I only make available to you the options that help you improve kind of way. And then I have to wrap up tonight, Kabasi families, by talking about the giant relay. The giant relay is literally a giant relay. It takes an hour to run, maybe longer. It takes at least an hour to set up. It involves all manner of crazy legs, and everybody is involved in the relay at least once, often twice. There are 96 spots in the relay, so many boys have to do two or three things. And they go all the way through the waterfront, all the way all over camp. There's shooting, there's hockey, there's uh, literally a puzzle, there's darts, speed darts, there's um, piggyback rides, there's getting out of bed and putting your clothes on, getting back in bed and taking your clothes off, while taking your clothes off, getting back in bed, all of that all together. And there's all these little pitfalls here or there. There used to be a math problem, but then boys would freeze at the math problem and the other team would overtake them. Um, and it's, there's these little categories of how many tries you can do. So it'll say free throw shooting, uh, have to make five buckets, uh, but you can only try 30 times. So that means you time out after 30 and you can't get stuck there. But then there's the, the, the entrapment ones that say unlimited tries. That means you have to stay there until you get whatever it is done. And that's where the whole thing can just swing right back the other direction. Fungo is one of those. The fungo, just in case you didn't know back home, is where you throw the ball up and then bat it yourself and you have to hit a fungo a certain distance. There's another one where you have to hit a home run. There's another one where you uh, are running really far, like from the waterfront all the way to the upper fields. Uh, you have to run all the way up there. There's another one where you run to the top of the road where the sign is and say to the judge there, why did I need to come all the way up here for this? Another one where you have to tell Griff the World Series champions and the Super Bowl champions. All manner of things involving everybody and that same intensity that we were just talking about is definitely in place here. I was trying to describe it to someone today. Imagine an entire summer camp full of uh, athletic boys and counselors and then pretend all of them turn into theater directors for one hour. Everyone's yelling, trying to get everybody in the right spot. There's very specific rules about some of these things. It is, I'll admit it, a little stressful but supercharged and exciting. And then it starts with the cannon burst. Boom. And the boys jump out of bed. Two beds are made at the flagpole. They jump out of bed. They put on their clothes. They make their bed. And then they tag the next guy. And at the end of that, they have to get over there, take off their shoes, take off their clothes, get in their PJs, go into bed, and lay their head down. And that is the end of the relay. Today, there are 96 parts of the relay. Today, 
Gray was behind Blue in 93 of the 96. They were on top of them, but behind in every single one. So Gray would go, Blue would go, Gray gray would go, Blue would go, Gray, Blue, Gray, Blue, Gray, Blue, Gray, Blue, all the way through the entire 96. There was one where a fast runner overtook another, but then Blue jumped right back in front. And there was another one where someone got stuck at Fungo, another one where someone got stuck at Hockey, and there was a lead change, but that's it. And literally the last leg before the getting into bed is the piggyback run where a big kid carries a small kid on his back and they sprint from one spot somewhere near Blue Field up to the flagpole. At that race, but also the Round the Bases race and all the other races, it was pretty much even, neck and neck. The entire hour. Blue, gray, blue, gray, blue, gray. And then the piggybacks. Sprinting as fast as they can go. Both generals realizing that it's literally going to come down to which kid can take off his clothes, put on his PJs, and get in bed the fastest is going to decide this entire thing. Sprinting over there. They get all the way to the flagpole. Everyone is screaming. Imagine the cacophony that would be caused by this event and then double it. And then a boy slides into bed, lays his head down, and wins. And they belong to the gray team by two seconds. It's the closest anyone can ever remember time being in the giant relay. But how close is the actual contest? I can tell you this. At dinner tonight, this is before all the evening rounds, which were pretty even. At dinner tonight, blue, 814 points. Gray, 830 points. 800 points downrange, and we are still at a 16-point differential between winners and losers. Losers is a strong word. Winners in second place. This lead change has happened today to roaring approval by the Gray Scorpions. And who knows what day five will bring. Tomorrow, huge things happen tomorrow. Besides a round in the morning, we have a little bit of a later breakfast. Then there's round nine. Big kids playing big games. Then up to the upper field for the Generals Challenge. And also team photos and crucially tomorrow at 12:30 the presentation of the shields which is also worth a bucket of points huge day tomorrow day five is coming and then tomorrow night 7:30 song skit and cheer both teams have to create a skit based on a cultural item that's given them by tom donahue then they have to do a cheer a fight song obviously song and the alma mater and it's all competitive scoring Boys Sports Camp turns into The Voice tomorrow night. And then day six is looming out there. This one's probably going to go the distance I'm knocking on wood. It has been such a contest so far. And That Cobbacy Families is another informal podcast about another glorious day. Camp Cobbacy for boys. Your boys are definitely asleep, exhausted after day five, super excited about the next day. Here we go. Color War 33. All is well in this place set apart. And silence reigns on lake and shore, gathering to 
drop us sleep as we go to our bunks once more. Dear Kabasi, dear Kabasi, the wishes from us be yours always, and faithful true will be to you until we meet again.